ABC Tonight, the next chapter of The Bachelor journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to your heart. 20 single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note? It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event, tonight at 8, 7 central on ABC. Ladies and gentlemen, back here into action. Please put your hands together. Let's welcome the mega bishop, Bishop Dougie Ward Mills, the bishop of Lighthouse Churches International. Thank you very much for that warm welcome. Let us pray, please. Heavenly Father, thanks a million for this opportunity. We ask you to guide us. In this moment, I want everybody to just lift your hands and ask God to speak to you. Let it not just be another Sunday. You know, we come and we listen to a few verses from the Bible and then we go back the same. But let's believe God that he would speak to us today. Thank you, Jesus. Open our eyes. Touch our hearts. Thank you. Holy Spirit for your great blessing and power that you give to us in the mighty name of Jesus. We love you, Father. We thank you for blessing us today with your holy word. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. You may be seated. Thank you very much. I'm excited to be here today with you in action. What a blessing it is to come back home. Amen. Um, I have here a, a library of my books. It's called the Macarius Library. If you are interested, I believe there will be a couple at the bookshop Many people have been asking for all the different books. So we put it together in a nice library like this. You can get a, a, a set at a discounted price at the bookshop after church. Today I'm going to be preaching from this particular book called The Anointed and His Anointing. It's a new book that I have, The Anointed and His Anointing. Amen. So just to introduce that to you and also so that you you'll be aware that what i'm sharing is something that we already teach about amen today is a great day um and i'm so excited like i said to be here with you um when i first became a christian i came to action at that time it was just called action i don't know what it's called now but at that time it was just called action I think it's still called action. Yeah. And, um, and uh, at that time, he was not Pastor Nick. I, I want to correct. He was Brother Nick. And then he graduated to Pastor Nick. Then he became Reverend Nick. And then Reverend Doctor. And then Bishop. And then Archbishop. So, he has graduated. 
it was his birthday a couple of days ago. So I believe today is a Founders Day service. And I think it is a blessing uh, for us to have had the Archbishop with us ministering in Ghana for about 40 years. That is a blessing. And you know, his birthday was yesterday. So put your hands together for him and let's thank God for him. Thank you. Yes, yesterday was my birthday and Archbishop was one of the only people who called me to wish me happy birthday. A lot of people send me birthday wishes, but he's, I, don't, I don't answer many calls, so, but I answer his call. Hallelujah. And um, I want you to know that you are blessed with uh, a good church, a good pastor. Amen. And it is important for us to grow in our understanding of what God has given us. Amen. Why? Because many times we understand things too late. Like when it's, it's past and it's gone. So it's important for us to understand the blessing that we all are enjoying. Before it is taken away. Because it will not be around forever. Is that not so? Alright. So, today I want to share with you about what I call the anointed and his anointing. Alright, so I'll, I want you to either follow me with the scriptures on the screen or in your Bible. If you have your Bible. What is the anointing? Chapter 1. Acts 10.38 The anointing is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Everybody say the anointing. It's the Holy Spirit. Why, why do I say that? The anointing is not uh, engine oil or cooking oil. The anointing is the Holy Spirit. The anointing is both a verb and a noun. It's both something like a substance or it's, it's an action word, like you are anointing somebody. So, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with engine oil? No. With cooking oil? No. With olive oil? No. With the Holy Spirit? Yes. So, the anointing is the Holy Spirit. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with with the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost is the anointing. So when you say somebody is anointed, it means the Holy Spirit is on the person. All right? So that is very important. The first very important point that I want us to um, get. Now, the second chapter of my book says, Where is the anointing? Where can you find the anointing. Alright? Like if we want to look for the anointing. Can we go to Accra Mall to find the anointing? Can we go to... Um, what are, You have a lot of shops here. Palace. To get the anointing. Can you find it uh, on the Accra Kumasi Road? 
Where can we find the anointing? The anointing is with and upon an anointed person. Alright? So, the anointing is not like, you can't find the anointing in this building per se. The anointing is on the human being. John 14 verse 17. Verse 17. John 14, 17. It says, if, if you, you, you can follow on the screen. The screen is going very fast with us. It says, the spirit of, the, of truth, whom the world cannot receive, that's the spirit, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. Alright? So he dwelleth with you. So the anointing is with the person. The, the anointing is not in the olive oil uh, bottle. The anointing is with a person. He said, he dwelleth with you. So when a person is anointed with the Holy Spirit, then the Holy Spirit dwells with the person. Or the anointing is with the person. Number two, where is the anointing? The anointing is within a person. So first John chapter two, verse 27 1 John 2.27, if you look on the screen, it's going very fast now. It says, but the anointing which you have received of him, the anointing which you have received, when you receive anointing, it abideth in you, inside you. So when you, when you have an anointed person, the anointing is in the person and it's also with the person. Are you with me? Three, where else can we find the anointing? You can find the anointing upon somebody. Upon. Acts and Luke 4, 18. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. You see, the spirit is upon because he has anointed you. So the anointing is found upon a person. Alright? So where you have an anointed man of God, an anointed servant, then from the explanation, the little explanation I have just shared with you, then he has something from God that is dwelling with him. He has something that is in him. And he has something that is upon him. This is where the anointing is. You see, the topic, the topic is the anointed, the anointed and his anointing. You know, anything I say that is not in the Bible, don't even remember it. It's nonsense. Okay. But if it is in the Bible, please check your Bibles and then you follow it. Is it a good agreement? It's a good contract? Yeah. If I say something that's not in the Bible, just discard it. It, it has no value. Alright? But once it's in the Word, alright? Now, because you see, people are looking for the anointing. And people want um, the anointing. Right? Now, the anointing is found with human beings. People carry anointing. People carry anointing. Years ago, 
I had a vision. I was in my office, in the basement of my office. At that time, we were underground. And uh, an angel came down stairs. And I was, I was underground. And the angel was carrying a little bottle, a little jar. There's no jar here. I wish I had a jar. The angel was carrying a little jar and uh, was carrying a coat. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Oh, you have something. Yeah. All right. The angel was carrying a little jar. And I was sitting there. I was amazed. And the angel showed me the jar and said, This is your father. This is your father. And I look in the jar, like a jar, like a little bottle, and it was full of ashes. And said, This is your father. Then he put the angel, put the jar on a shelf in the office and told me that one day you will also go into a jar. You will turn into dust and you you enter the jar. Then the angel took the coat and said, this is the coat that he wore when he was alive. Wear it. And one day you will have to take off this coat and give it to somebody else. And you will go into the jar. That is what the anointing is. The anointing is a mantle. That somebody is wearing. And the anointing enables him. To do what he does. Without the anointing he cannot do much. No, no human being is a powerful human being. Human beings, are, we are weak. Oh. We are weak. We are nothing. We are nothing. First Corinthians 15 verse 42 describes what we are. First Corinthians 15. He said, so is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown. You see, when you die, you are sown in corruption. Whenever we put a dead body into the ground, we are putting corruption into the ground. The next verse. It is sown in dishonor. That's you and me. Dishonor. All of us here are dishonorable. True or not true? You not say amen properly too. It is making things worse. Then it is sown in weakness. Weakness. So weakness, dishonor, corruption, that's us. That's you and that's me. We are weak. We are dishonorable. And we are corrupted. We are sinful. You don't have to, you don't have to do much for somebody to do something wrong. We teach people to do what is right all the time. We never teach them to do what is wrong. And they always do what we don't teach them. Is it not amazing? We go to school and teach people, do this, do this, do this. And then 
Without training, they start telling lies. Without training, without teaching, they start doing every bad thing. That's human beings. We are sown in weakness. That is why you produce such smells from your body. The smell that comes from your skin. When you go to the toilet, that smell is you that you just produced that thing. When you die, the smell that comes out of you reveals the kind of corruption and weakness that is in your, your flesh. Within three days, once when I was in medical school, I was in the fifth year, was one of the third year students committed suicide. Nobody knew because he was this quiet type of quiet people who don't have many friends. Nobody knew he was dead. After four days, you know, about four days we, we estimate, the whole hostel was stinking. And everybody said, there is a dead animal here. And then people realized, we've not seen this guy for some time. We climbed through the back, the balcony, and there he was, swollen, dead lying on the floor. He had been dead for some days. Smelling, stinking. So there is nothing to you or to me. That's all I'm trying to say. Congratulate your neighbor for being in church. Tell the person, I'm I'm amazed that God has brought somebody like you to church. Hey! It is sown in dishonor. It is sown in weakness. It is sown in corruption. So now, God takes somebody who is nothing, who is weak, who is dishonorable, who is corrupt, and then he breathes on the person. And suddenly, the person is transformed into something else. Hallelujah. Have you exhumed a dead body before? I have. I've done it. I know what is in the grave. When the person is fresh and when the person has been there for a long time, I've seen it. You cannot believe when you see. When you see, you say, oh no. Oh no. And you see that you are actually returning to what you really are. Which is what? Nothing. So God took man and breathed on him. And man came alive and became a living soul. When the anointing comes on you, you are transformed into another man. Hallelujah. Amen. So the anointing of the Holy Spirit is is marvelous. Now, where can you find the anointing? We've discussed that. How do you know somebody is anointed? You know somebody is anointed by the criteria that Jesus Christ used. When the disciples sent to Jesus and asked, are you the one? They answered and said, go and tell John the Baptist. That in Luke 7, 18, 19, 22, 23, he says, go and tell John that number one, the blind see, 
If you want to know when somebody is really anointed, these are the signs. The blind see. Huh? The lame walk. When, when you want to know whether somebody is anointed. Listen to the Bible, please. The blind see. Jesus answered, said, go your way, tell John. The blind see. The lame walk. The lepers are cleansed. People are healed. The dead are raised. And the poor have the gospel preached to them. Hallelujah. The poor have the gospel preached to them. Ordinary people have the gospel preached to them. Not even rich people. Preaching to poor people is different from preaching to a prosperous group of Christians in Accra. It takes more anointing to preach to people who have nothing and who don't understand what you are even saying or doing. Amen. So, this is how to know when somebody is anointed. God uses the person. Alright? So now, when the anointing comes on a person, you see that the person is transformed. Look at Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was a well-known carpenter. He was wilder than Pogas furniture. Pogas furniture cannot come near to Jesus in his days of carpentry. Jesus was into making doors, furniture, roofing houses. Apprenticeship even today starts around the age of 15 to be a carpenter. Jesus started his ministry around the age of 30. He was a well-known, if you want to roof your house, you see him. He was making coffins. His coffins were lying by the roadside. You can buy Jesus' coffins. Emmanuel Coffin Center. Hey! Hallelujah! But one day, he went to the river Jordan where John the Baptist was having a major revival service. And when he went, he went into the water. And when he went... You see, the Bible says, and when he went, he came, Jesus also being baptized. Jesus was baptized. And the Holy Ghost came upon him. The heavens was opened and the Holy Ghost came on him. You see, this is Luke 3. This is Luke 3. And when the Holy Ghost came on him, he said, this is my son. He has not preached before. This is Luke chapter 3. Then chapter 4. It goes, he, he, the way the Holy Spirit came on, he led him to the wilderness and then he came back and preached his first message in the synagogue and that's his first message. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. He has anointed me. He has anointed me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Transformation comes when you are anointed. Yes. Now, you know, I was uh, a medical student in uh, University of Ghana Medical School. I went to medical school in 1982. And um, when I was in my final, uh, when I was in uh, like fifth year, final year, we started the church. 
there. Some people say, I broke away from action. I never broke away from action. I'm not, don't, don't, don't say what you don't know. Don't say what you don't know. All right. So anyway, whilst I was in medical school, we started a fellowship church there. And um, I had about 25 people in the church. Everybody in my church was a student. Either in nursing school, laboratory, technician school, x-ray school. We have a lot of schools there. School of hygiene. So we had a classroom and I was pastor. I was practicing, trying to be a pastor. There was just a few people. Nobody in my church had a car. Nobody, there was nothing. Just as a few people in the classroom. Then, in medical school, in the final year, you are supposed to go for a rural rotation. I'm giving you a testimony. And we will either go to Apam or Suhum or one of these towns. So, I was chosen to go to Suhum. So, I went to Suhum for one month. I was there. When I went to Suhum, on the way, I bought this, they sell bread at Insawam. Those of you who know that bread, it used to be nice. I don't know if it's still nice. Is it still nice? When I, when I got to Suhum, I finished all the work that I had to do. I used to pray a lot when I had a chance. So I was alone in my room one night. And I, actually on my way to Suhum, I passed, I passed here, uh, action. Action, see, action was an established church when I was a student. Anytime I would come to church, I would come. But most of the time, I was in school. So, I passed by and I bought some tapes by Kenneth Hagen. One night, I was in Suhum. At about 7 o'clock in the evening, I started praying. And I knelt down on my knees. Listen, I'm telling you something very important. People don't understand ministry, what is happening. And I knelt down by my bed. And I started praying. The tape was on. There. It was playing auto-reverse. Auto-reverse. Do you remember auto-reverse tapes? Yeah. So it played all night. And I, as I was praying, I fell asleep. Don't be sad when you fall asleep when you are praying. God is hearing even the sleep, the sleeping prayers. Then I woke up at about... 2 a.m., 3 a.m. And whilst I was on my knees and the tape was playing Hagen, something jumped out of the tape and entered my belly. This is 1988. Something jumped out of the tape and entered my belly. Then I heard a voice in the room. And the voice said, from today, you can teach. From today, you can teach. You see... That was the day that I became anointed. And, the, and then the Holy Spirit said to me, it was a different voice. The first voice was different from the whatever else I heard after that. It said, I will prove it to you. So even though I was in my final year, just about to become a doctor, I became anointed with my few 25 people in my classroom. From today, you can teach. From today, you can teach. 
He said, and the spirit of the Lord came upon him and turned him into another man. You see, one of the things that people don't realize is that you, you, when you see something supernatural happening, you attribute it to natural things. And you say, oh, this guy is just uh, whatever. Oh, this man is just looking for money. Oh, this one is just this and that. But you see, Nicodemus, it's surprising sometimes that it's outsiders who notice anointing. Nicodemus, who was not even a member, and he was not somebody who would even attend, came round and said, look, nobody can do this except God is with you. Unless God is with you. So, you must recognize the anointing. is what you have to recognize on people. Not, not, oh, this went to school. Oh, this, how old is he? Oh, what is, he's from America. Or oh, it's whatever. You must know how to recognize the anointing. Yes. Now, you see, Levan, the unbeliever uncle of Jacob, he turned around and said, you, Jacob, I've seen that God is with you. No, I mean, if God was not with you, it would not be like this. God is with you. Now, you see, sometimes you can be in a church. There is power there, but you don't see the power. There is anointing there, but you, 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 are, you are by it, but you don't recognize it. Yeah. And that is why I'm sharing with you about the anointed and his anointing. You cannot separate the anointing of the Holy Spirit from the anointed person. Because the anointed, the anointing is like his set. And if you say, oh, I'm, I'm, I want to strike Bishop Dag Heward Mills, but I don't want to strike his set. Not true. You, you, you will strike the Holy Spirit. Because the anointing is upon, it is in, and it is with. So when you strike, that's why, you see, that's why things that people don't, don't realize who they are dealing with. They don't realize who you are. Look, when I was in, when I was in if you are spiritual, you know, a lot of us are not spiritual, but if you are spiritual, you will, you will, you will, you, you will see things differently. When I was in secondary school, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and told me, go to action and honor Pastor Nick or Brother Nick, whatever he was called at the time. Go. I was a student. I didn't have anything. And I remember that time his office was, um, what is that place called? You know, diplomatic shop. You go inside. Then there's, there's, a, there's a place you go upstairs and the building on the left, he was upstairs there. Some of you are new. That is where his office was. Yes. I sat behind his desk. He had a big round desk. And I said, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. I didn't know what I was doing. But to follow him, I am a hard follower of God. Psalm 63, verse 8. My soul followeth hard after thee. I am a hard follower. I don't just follow lightly. Hard. Honor him. You see, what you don't honor can never come to you. You, you can't, it, 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 it goes away from you. It goes away from you. Yeah. 
I'm surprised, you know. From that time, I was, it's, it's interesting. The, the, Holy, the way the Holy Spirit works. Because God wanted to anoint me. God wanted to use me. But it is your ability, even what, what you want cannot come to you. What you attack cannot come to you. Yes. So that is why many times when you need and have to honor, when God teaches you to honor the anointed, he's teaching you to honor the anointing that is on the anointed. Now, what is it that is working? Like, if you look at me, God, God, has, God has used me to do many things. I'm still doing them. What is it that is working? Is it my intelligence or my age or my this or my, my that and so on? None of those things are working. It's the anointing that is working. So try to open your eyes to see. You see, when you are spiritual, you see things different. When I, when I was driving here this morning, I told the people in the car, I said, this church, it is a wonder. This church is a wonder. Yeah. Yes. All my relate, my relate, my relating with uh, the Archbishop is is spiritual. I see it spiritually. That's my my relationship. Paul said, "Henceforth know we know no man after the flesh." Like we are not looking at people by the flesh. The flesh is nothing. If you look closely at the flesh, you will see what I showed you in First Corinthians fifteen: dishonor, corruption. And weakness is part of all flesh. All the fathers had dishonor, weakness, and corruption. It's part of the flesh. Maybe you don't know. And even those who claim to be so full of, like, so much, their life look very orderly and very good. When you go closer, you see certain invisible evils, eh? Yes. I tell you, you see pride, which is Satan's nature. And certain other invisible forms of wickedness. Yes. Sometimes it's only people who are married who see such things. When you marry the person, you say, hey, are you still here? Tell somebody I'm still, I'm still around. I'm still around. Amen. I'm going with you on a journey. Now, the anointing is a mysterious substance because the anointing is hidden in a field. Matthew 13 verse 45. The kingdom of heaven is like unto a treasure hidden in a field. Hidden. Yeah. You see, before you gain to the, get to the treasure, you have to walk through the field, through the snakes, through whatever, to cross to get it and if you are not ready to spend the time and sacrifice you will never have the treasure in the field allow me allow me to be a little direct the treasure of the archbishop let me let me can i come out open me open uh, open <laughs> look the treasure the treasure there's a treasure and the treasure is in the field not easy to see. You see, people digging. You would have not known that there's gold in Obwasi. When you go to Obwasi, what is in Obwasi? But there's gold there. 
and takwa. Have you been to these places before? There's nothing there. When you see just bushes, but there is treasure there. White people can come from Australia and go to Sunyani and find gold over there. Recently, I met some people. They said they are looking for oil in Buipe in the north. They went to Tamale. They, they said there is oil. He told them that there is oil there. Treasure. But if you are not prepared to search, you won't see it. Now listen, listen, no, listen, don't clap, don't clap. You just listen. When, if the archbishop is dead, you will understand this message times 1,000. I don't even have to talk, but it will be too late to understand. Your understanding would have come too late. Sorry for using that example, but um, you see, I have to make you understand. If he is dead, God forbid, if he is dead, you, I don't have to talk. We say, oh, that treasure, treasure. You, you, you people have not been to churches where the pastor is dead before. Eh? I have been to, I just came from Tulsa. I was where Kenneth Hagin was, Billy Joe Doty's church. I was in Oral Roberts University. I'm just passing through for five minutes. The, the places are like ghost towns. The places are like ghost towns. There's life there, but it's not the same. It's not the same. And you see, you see the value of people when they die, you don't have to explain that the treasure was with us. I don't have, I will not have to talk. I'll be standing here and talking and it will just be whatever. You know, you just, you just be looking at me. Oh yes, because if something like that happens, I'll, I'll, I'll be one of the first people to be here. You'll be looking at my face. Hmm. And that's why, listen, if you want to know the treasure, you see, when David went to war, he was going to fight. They told him, don't go. He said, you are the light of Israel. He said, if you go, it's like if something happens to you, it, it's like more than 10,000 of us are dead. It's better that 10,000 people die than you, 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 you will die. Hey, you are worth more than 10,000 of us. He said, you are the light of Israel. Yeah. You people don't know what you have, but that's our treasure. Treasure in the kingdom, you have to search for it. And if you don't search, you, you, will, you will not, you, you, treasure will be there, but you will not, you will not, it's like, like the golden of Boise. You need to, you need to go through and analyze. But you see, why would I, I, I come to this church, I'm a pastor, I have many churches, many, I have many cathedrals, thousands of members. Yes, look at what he said, if we, die, if we flee, they don't care. That was worth 10,000 of us. Yeah. That worth 10,000 of us. If we run away, nobody cares but you. The one person that you see it when the pastor is not there. Recently, I was having a crusade in South Africa. Some of you who have this uh, satellite TV, you've seen that guy. He, 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 he's a, a white man. He preaches with a blackboard. He writes on a blackboard. Have you seen that guy? Yeah. I went to his church. Huge church. Huge church. And they've made a big image of him in the church. The church is lined with crutches. From the beginning of the church to the end. The hall will be about this size or a little bigger. Crutches all around. All the people that were healed in his ministry. Yeah. Sitting four to five thousand. But now only about two hundred people come. Wait, wait. He died. They've made a big image of him. On the, it's even a bit spooky. But you see, that's the treasure. You know the treasure when it is gone. You say that, wow, we had something fantastic. But we didn't know what it was because it was hidden in the field. Are you still around or you are going home? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, today the church is quiet. 
What is your duty towards the anointing? That's the question that we have to ask. What is your duty towards the anointing? Action people. When the archbishop steps in lighthouse, the people stand up. If, if I just mention, I said, archbishop, hey! They start to clap. It should, listen, it should not be that he'll be more honored outside this house. Because this is where he has fought somebody who didn't go to school. Somebody who didn't go to school. Are you still here? All the things I'm saying, if it's not in the Bible, don't listen to me. I beg you. But if it's in the Bible, listen to me. Amen. (laughs) Wow. Honor the anointing. Chapter 13 of my book, The Anointed and His Anointing. Why? Should you honor the anointing? Mark chapter 6 verse 1. And he went out from there and came to his own country. And his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was gone, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished. And they said, ah, that is mama, where is all this is from? What wisdom is this which is given to him? That such mighty works are wrought by his hand. Is it not the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Judah? And Simon, are these not his brothers here with us? And they were offended. Then Jesus said, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country. You see, what the people, the questions the people are, the personal questions they ask is the revelation of their dishonor. He said, but, but we know his family, we know his family issues. We know his family, he didn't know his mother. Is this, not, is, it not, is this not his job? We know him. And Jesus quoted that verse. Never forget. A prophet without honor. 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 In his own country. Among his own king. And in his own house. And, and, and he could there do no mighty works he couldn't do mighty works you see where the anointing is not honored it doesn't work it doesn't work where it is not honored (laughs) look my brother who is doing the screen give me verse 4 and 5 and 6 together he said there where he was not honored you see where the anointing is not honored it doesn't work a prophet is not without honor Except in his own country, among his own kin, in his own house. And he could there, where he had no honor. That is where he could not do mighty works. Mighty works. Mighty works do not happen when the anointing is not honored. Then look, look at what he said. Then save he saved a, a, a few, he laid his hands on a few sick and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Unbelief. You see, when you don't honor the anointing, it shows you lack of belief. All are together. Lack of honor, lack of faith, and no mighty works. Greater things will happen if we start to honor. Yes, honor. And I want us, as a church, eh, to expel demons from this church. Are you with me? How many of you have a devil in you? Check, check your neighbor. Massage your neighbor's stomach and see if there is a devil in there. 
Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and hast a devil. Hmm? Are we not right to say you have a devil? Look at Jesus' answer. Jesus answered and said, this is the evidence. He says, I have not a devil. I have not a devil, but I honor my father. I honor my father. I don't have a devil. Wow. This is your memory verse. I have not a devil, but I honor. Those of you who dishonor your fathers, you know, I tell you, you are, you are walking with demons. Biological fathers, your earthly father, biological adopted father, father in the ministry. He said, I have not a devil. I don't have a devil because I honor my father. Look, it is not in the Bible. Don't listen to me. I'm, I'm talking rubbish. But if it is in the Bible, is it in the Bible? Hey, this verse is strong, bro. I have not a devil, but I honor my father. And you dishonor me. You dishonor me. That's why you don't have a devil. (laughs) Yeah. I have not a devil. I have not a devil, but I honor my father. Oh, action. Action. Some of you, you are in this church. You have two churches. Yes. You have the church and the prophet. We can't tell where you belong. Huh? Some of you have been in this church for years. Do I have to sit down and explain to you who your father is? A father is not a father because he's an old man. A father is a father because he gave birth to you. Most people become fathers when they are young. Old age is not a sign of being a father. A father is a father because he produced a child. So you can be a husband but not yet a father. Then when your baby is born, say, oh, I'm now a father. Praise God, I'm not a father, I'm now a mother. That's why I say, Mother's Day, Father's Day. It's not Men's Day or Husband's Day. Father's Day. The day for people who produce somebody. Who produced this church? Who produced all of you? Who laid the red carpet for you? But you know, sometimes it is more painful when your own people don't seem to... to to sort of value you. Especially some of the older ones. Like you've been around. Is this above 40s or above 50s? Above 50s. It's above 60s. Above 70s. 50s. Yeah. Wow. Are you still around? Am I talking too much? Yeah. I, 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 I have not a devil. I have not a devil. Because I honor my father. I honor my father. I have not a devil Because I honor my father Hear me action I have not a devil I say we are expelling devils Those of you don't honor your fathers You have devils in Please you read your bible This is your bible so my father is a thief. My father is in prison. My father is this. My father. Don't think about that. He said, I have not a devil. I honor my father. So ladies and gentlemen, I believe that it is time for us. You know, even the fact that we would even organize a service or like maybe it's, it's as if it's even being organized. It's wrong. It should come from you and from your heart. It's not something that we organize our you know, maybe Archbishop will, will be sitting here like I'm talking or saying something. No, 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 no. No. I have not a devil because I honor. I 
Watch out for pastors who have been here and have gone out dishonoring him, making stories about him, telling things about him, saying things. Be careful. Yeah. No, I have when, when, when I tell you more things You'll be amazed uh, Because of time Yeah. But look at Galatians chapter 6 This is the greatest blessing I can go on When I give you more, some verses here You'll be shocked, you, you, you start running Already this one is enough to make you start jumping <laughs> Look Let him that is taught In the word huh? How many have heard of Malcolm X? Have you heard of Malcolm X? The black guy um, who did, um, what did he do? He did some, something anyway. But I watched, one of the things that took him, people didn't like about him, was when President Kennedy was killed. He used Galatians 6-7, Galatians 6-7, to say that the American president has died because he used this verse, whatever a man sows, he shall reap. That America has been causing wars and doing so many things all over the world. And American presence. So now that thing has come back. So they are reaping. Whatever a man sows, he used this verse. You see, people use this verse when they are trying to frighten people. They say, hey, hey, you reap. <laughs> But let us look at Galatians 6, 7 in context of Galatians 6, 6. What is 6, 6? What is Galatians 6, 6? Let him that is taught communicate to the one who teaches in all good things. Share with the one who has given you. Put another version on. Another version that is like... Uh, a little explaining, explaining this communication. Those who are taught the word should provide for their teachers, sharing all good things with them. Yes, and that's it. Galatians six eight, and then it's followed by six seven. Don't be deceived. Whatever a man sows, that is exactly what he is going to reap. So this sowing and reaping thing is actually in honoring the teachers. That's where that whole scripture came from. Honoring the teachers and providing for them and being a blessing to them. So I'm saying this to you. I believe that it is our duty. I think that my time is up. It's our duty to honor our father. I'm here, you know, also to say, let's honor in this church. Don't let another church honor your father. No, 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 no. I don't want that to be the case. I don't want that to be the case. No. Don't let him be appreciated somewhere when you are here. What are you doing to appreciate him? It's time for us to appreciate. Now, I want us all to stand on our feet. I want to pray for us for a moment and then we'll sit down, please. All right. Close your eyes for one moment, please. 
Everybody close your eyes for a moment. As every head is bowed and every eye closed. If you are here today and you are not a Christian, you are not born again. If you are not born again, you will go to hell. So you need to be born again and you need to give your life to Jesus Christ. If you are here today, want to give your life to Jesus. Take Jesus as your savior, your savior. Then, I want to pray with you specially before I continue with the service. I'm just, this is very important. If you are here and want to give your life to Jesus, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to serve God. I want God to come into my heart. I want Jesus to save me. If you are here like that and you want to give your life to Jesus, lift just your right hand up high like this and I'm going to pray with you. God bless you. Lift it up high. Thank you, Jesus, for all those who are giving their lives to you today. What a blessing. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Lift it high up. Pastor, pray with me. I need God today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, if you've lifted your hand, I want you to do one more thing. Come to me here in the front. I'm coming to meet you here. Come from where you are standing. Come quickly and stand right here. I'm going to pray with you one minute. Please come. Very important. Please come quickly. Come quickly from wherever you are standing. Come. How do you open this? Come, let, come, let me pray with you. Come from wherever you are, please. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Let us pray. Lift your hand and let's all lift our hands together. If you are coming, please. Keep coming if you are coming. Say this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, please forgive me for my sins. I give my life to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Please write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Thank you, Lord. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. I receive Jesus as my savior today. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. We know that you were blessed by that message, and we look forward to sharing God's word with you once again. For more information on this and many other Action Chapel International products and messages, you may visit our Dominion Bookshop located on the premises of Action Chapel, Spintex Road. Or you may call our offices on 030-701-1851. Or you may also visit us online at www.actionchapel.net. Once again, thank you for joining us today. And may your life continue to be changed in God's presence. ABC Tonight. My name is Daniel Garcia. I worked at my family's bakery. My life used to be pretty normal until I met Noah Hamilton. That's when everything changed. My brother and the most famous woman in the world. Sometimes two unlikely ingredients. There's something about him. Make the most amazing combination. I just want to make sure you know what you're signing up for. I know that my life can get pretty crazy. I think I could do a little crazy. The Baker and the Beauty. Series premiere tonight, 10-9 Central on ABC. 
ABC tonight. The next chapter of the Bachelor journey begins. Welcome to Listen to Your Heart. Listen to you. Twenty single musicians look for the perfect duet. When she sings to me, it just leaves me speechless. Will a passion for music lead to a lasting love? I've dreamt of being with somebody who shares the same passion that I do. Or end on a sour note. It's no fun singing a love song when you're not in love. The Bachelor presents Listen to Your Heart, a six-episode event tonight at eight seven central on ABC.